One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. In fact, it's Red Men News. Um, and we're here, obviously, with an update on Divock Origi, something David Moises said after the game last night. A little bit on Kai Havertz as well. But uh, before we get into that, I do want to tell you about Deadline Day Live with Snickers tomorrow night, 7.30. Ball Street YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Ball Street. Me and Paul are going down. Paul will be hosting it. I'll be there in some capacity as well. Uh, I cannot wait for this show. The old gang are getting back together. So there's going to be, as I mentioned, me and Paul are going to be down there. James Alcott, Flav's going to be there. Uh, all our mates from down south as well, including Rory. Uh, and I think Mark Goldbridge might be involved. Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV is going to be there. So you need to check that out. YouTube.com forward slash Ball Street. 7.30 tomorrow. It's going to be brilliant. All the usual hilarity. Uh, plus transfer news and some of the greatest rumours. And we might even try and get one started like we did a couple of years ago. Uh, do check that one out. Today, though, I am joined by Errol Smith to discuss, um, amongst other things, an update on Divock Origi's fitness. Jürgen Klopp said he is optimistic that the issue that forced Divock Origi from the field during Liverpool's 2-0 win against West Ham on Wednesday night is not serious. Uh, this is a big thing at the moment, isn't it, Errol? Because... And we know that uh, Sadio Mane is going to miss a couple of games. So we really need Divock to be fit and firing. It's extra options, isn't it, for us? Um, and I think Klopp's kind of he's downplayed it as it's a, a bit of a muscle injury, a bit of a cramp. And hopefully with a couple of days off, he can assess it and he might be back in the next week or so. So hopefully it's a little bit optimistic. But at the same time, it's probably come at the wrong time for us as fans because we need all of our players as options for us moving forward. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm quite confident that it's probably a niggle, something like that, sort mm -hmm. of niggle, and it's probably not going to keep him out for too long. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Divock in the next couple of weeks again. What about um, what about if we're not like if Divock doesn't make uh, the game against Southampton at the weekend? Who are you thinking should put, maybe start from that left hand side? Well, I think we had uh, the conversation uh, over on the Redman TV earlier today, and we were saying Minamino might be a good shout, and I, I liked what you was going on with with the fact that. It's a home game and it's an opportunity for him to get a game before we go into this this mid-season break rest period or whatever. It's an opportunity for him to get everyone around him and be like, you are, you know, you, this is your first month. You've been in from January from the start. Everyone get an arm around him, home fans to back him, and, and, and you know, a league game. It might just do him the world of good, and that for him might just be able to mentally put him in the place that now I'm, I feel like this is where I'm meant to be and this is the right setup for me. So I could see Minamino coming in. If not, I know we. we touched on maybe Ox going down on their sides. I prefer to just see the Ox in the middle. 
Um, and I think Ben mentioned that we might just have a bit of a formation change, and I think that might be a bit of a another safety option as well. Yeah, I mean, Ox has done well since coming. Obviously, since he come back, I think he obviously gets a goal, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, against West Ham, nice little finish there, breakthrough, great little through. And he was on that side there. anyway at the time. As yeah, well, exactly. He, he moved over so. to that left hand side. You're right, didn't he? So I, I mean, the, the Liverpool have still got some options. Obviously, missing Sadio Mane is it is going to be a big blow. It's going to be a big blow. Whenever, and here's the thing, you know, you, you hear about teams, oh, it's a, it's a big blow and all that. Whenever you lose a world-class player, it's hard. Yeah, and, 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 and Sadio Mane is world-class, isn't he? Absolutely, and I think the one thing on that left side that we, we need to be mindful of going into the next couple of games, if obviously Mane is going to be injured, it's that partnership with Robbo. Mm. It's, it's how we can, we don't lose too much. I mean, that we've got too much of a burden on Robbo in terms of his his game. He's still able to just naturally go up and down and do those Maroudan runs. Um, so I think someone like, ideally, Origi just fits that because it, it doesn't stop Robbo from having to change his game in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I think you're right there, mate. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that one in the comments section. Uh, if Origi is missing, and, and as I say, um, Jürgen said hopefully we'll be ready for Southampton at the weekend. Obviously, it's only three days, so take that maybe with a pinch of salt if you want to. But let us know who you'd start in the comments section below. We'll come to the comments at the end of the news. Um, an interesting little tidbit from last night. David Moyes has, has shouted out uh, Jeremy Ngakia after his debut against Liverpool. Thought he did really well, didn't he? Um, did you think he did all right? Uh, again, for any for any um, young young fullback having to go up against even just Robbo or having to go up against um, you know Origi on that side, they're always going to be up against it. I think he's probably done the best that he can do, mm -hmm. but you know he he was he was kind of, it was a it was a real it was a real test of again character. So I think there are moments like that in. In most football players' careers, where they have that twilight moment of you're in against it, you're in the Lions. Then I think remember when Chen got through in it, it was a Old Trafford. Old Trafford, and that was the making of him. So it could be similarly to this guy, but he just you know he's still miles off the pace of where he's going oh, yeah. as a Premier League player. I'm, right I now. was really surprised. I don't understand why Moyes has done it, but I think you know we we, we absolutely rinsed him down that side, uh, and he switched off a few times for Robbo to get in behind yeah. and whip balls in, and he obviously gets behind him to try and get that shot off, and and it's forced wide by the goalkeeper and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, okay, one of the big transfer stories. Um, there is sort of started to gather pace, although James Pearce did uh, very much say that we're not in for Kai Havertz. It's now been rumoured that, uh, according to Build anyway, uh, or Sports Build in Germany, that um, Leverkusen have suggested 130 million euros would be enough uh, to secure Kai Havertz. Could, would you like to see this player come in? Um, yeah, but at the same time, I, I I'm not gonna you know make out like I've seen him play loads loads in the Germany because I, I honestly haven't. Right now, where who do, whose position does he come in and take, and is is it is it the next six months that we need him, or is it in the summer? What would be the plan for him? And I know Klopp likes the planning phase in these players. So in my mind, I think I'd love to see that kind of talent. And if we're not going to be linked to an Mbappe-esque type marquee signing in the summer, he might be that that gem. But I think you know a couple of the other articles you'll see we're talking in in a minute about the likes of Ronaldo, his early opportunities to come to potentially us. You think of the money that they was going for then and you think of the money that they're wanting for a yet-to-be-established talent. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the mad thing is, I, 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 let's, let's talk a little bit about the Ronaldo stuff now because I've actually I, I've, I've 
I've got rid of it from the agenda and they didn't tell you. Um, basically, <laughs> Phil Thompson came out and said that Liverpool could have signed him for four million quid. Yeah. So they were really surprised when uh, when he went for twelve million to Manchester United. And that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. That four million quid was being touted. Ronaldo was twelve million to United. I know he was young and it was a lot at the time. In fact, it might have been the youngest for a teenager, was, yeah, the most for a teenager at the time. But when you look at like young players like Kaiavert now, who were one hundred and thirty million quid. Great, like Jay, how much would Jaden Sancho be in this market now? He's another hundred. He's I love Kai Havertz. I think he's outstanding. Like genuinely think he's absolutely Who's he liking to? Who's he liking to? You, you could play him off the wing, you could play him in the ten, you okay. could play him in a number nine if you really wanted to. And that's that like sort of um he, he reminds me of the type of player I would have probably just bagged on FIFA a couple of years ago because you can just expect in the next two, three years you're going to be a gem and I'll sell you off to Real or PSG for a load of money. <laughs> and now um, we're the destination club though, aren't we? Exactly, that's the, that's that's the, the exciting thing. thing like. And so we go over to the Liverpool Echo um, website now, who Kai Havertz, a 20-year-old Germany international, where according to Sports Build, Havertz will cost any potential suitors 130 million, which is around 110 million. Goalscoring midfielder netted 17 times in the Bundesliga last season, been linked with a move to the Reds on many occasions. As the talent, so there is no reason to think the elite clubs around Europe might not be taking a look. Apparently Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United have all spoken to his agent. Uh, we know that that's not allowed without speaking to the club though, isn't it? So uh, I can't imagine that that would be true. Uh, anyway, uh, on to the next story before we get into some of the comments. Barcelona are already trying to sell Philip Coutinho as they look to free up funds to sign Luis Suarez replacement. Hardly news in that he doesn't actually play for Barcelona anymore. Know. I mean, you know, he's on loan at Bayern Munich, isn't he? And I think they it's went a bit stale from some of the news articles I've read in the last couple of weeks from over there. I haven't I can't even really feel sorry for Philip Catino because he was he was warned. You know, he was warned before he left us. Klopp said to him, You stay at Liverpool and you'll be an icon, you'll be a legend, you'll be a hero. You go to another club and you'll just be another player. And it's it's come true for him. And look where we are and look where he where he is in, in this moment. And I think he's still an asset for Barcelona, so it makes sense that they sell him. The one thing that I'm a little bit confused as to why they don't try and do the same with Usman Dembele a little bit more, but maybe they just feel Coutinho would be happy to move and, and, and get out the door like. Yeah, I mean, Bayern Munich apparently have balked at £102 million option to buy. I mean, it, it's crazy, isn't it? But they're looking for a successor to Luis Suarez. He's obviously yeah. getting on a bit now, although he's been in outstanding form this season, bagged loads and loads of goals. Let me know in the comments section. Not that I think we should, by the way. I, I, in fact, I think we shouldn't. But would you like to see Philip Coutinho come back? And where does he even fit into say, this side? Like? We're talking about Kaya Hoover there and for the same money. And where does where does Coutinho fit in if we get someone like in the yeah. next generation? Because Coutinho right now should be in the pomp of his career and he should be at the, the peak of his powers. And at the minute, it's just not working for him. Is a, is a move just back to Liverpool just going to suddenly turn that round? It wouldn't. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather gamble on an, another unknown, really. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, if you're going to spend £100 million on a player, you want them to have potential and stuff. And Coutinho, as you say, is in the prime of his career. He's 27, 28. I think he's reached all the potential he was ever going to reach with Liverpool. We're not going to get him doing that season where he scores, you know, even a hat-trick or he, he tops, top, scores top innings every other, every other week for us. He's probably not going to be able to bring that to us again, ever again. So, yeah, I wouldn't have him back now, I mean. All right, we'll get into some of the comments now, Matt. Uh, but before we do, we had a super chat from John Kukwan uh, that says, bring us some good news. I hope we have done. I hope we've told you that, uh, you know, Divock Origi's injury is not as bad as first feared. Uh, I think originally we were thinking maybe it was a hamstring injury or something. So to, to hear that it is just cramps is probably quite good. Uh, I hope we've uh, satisfied you and thanks for the super chat. Uh, Matt, should we get into another one, mate? 
Yeah, so just a little bit more on Origi. We've got a lot of people saying, you know, we can get Minamino in to come on as a sub, um, uh, to come on and cover him. Uh, we've got royalty in the comments. We've got Ian Rush's moustache. Nice. Who's commented saying, bang, Curtis on the left wing, you'd be Sam. He's, he is so system ready Curtis yeah, isn't he yeah. you get the impression that he understands where he's supposed to be how he's supposed to press and you know he's obviously got the talent to back that up as well I think that's a half decent shout that to be fair to him I think as well going into the little break that we're going to have that's another little uh, a little st- string in his bow to say right you've just got through that part of the season compartmentalise things and then you can kick on again moving into the back end of the season so I don't think that'd hurt do any harm for Curtis Jones right now if he did get a little run out on that left wing no, I think you're right there. And and listen, I think you know, I think long term maybe he's probably going to be a centre midfielder, yeah. but uh, as a way to force yourself into the side, and that's what he's doing right now, isn't what it? Trent has to do as well, to be yeah. fair. Trent, well, obviously, everyone has that debate: is he going to move into the middle at some point? But applying that kind of trade in the academy, being a centre mid, they've looked at him and said, where can we get this guy in the first team in the next twelve to eighteen months? Right back's the position, and it might be something similar with Curtis, where. You know, an understudy for Mane in the next 12 months who is going to be that go-to if Minamino's going to be the false nine and be Firmino's like-for-like almost replacement. It could be a foot in the door to get more minutes under his belt and it, it wouldn't do him any harm in terms of his overall game and his knowledge that he'll pick up. That's it. You just have to look at, like... People always... I think people always think it's like one of pigeonhole players, don't they? Yeah. You're this and you're forever this. Like, Jordan Henderson was an eight when he came into the football club, but he was played on the on the right wing. Right side, yeah. And, and then he was a six, and he was he's the six, and he's not good enough. And then he's the eight, and he, well, I told you he wasn't the six. And now look at him playing the six, and you're like, man, he's got better for seeing how Fabinho plays the game. Yeah, You know, for, for just learning off another world-class DM, that's probably improved him. And I think also, all of our players have done that in the same way. I think Trent's got, even though you don't see Shaqiri on the pitch week in, week out, He's got a wand of a left foot, mm. decent right foot as well. Chen's picked that up. His technique, the way he does it, being able to sit and see that person doing something in training week in, week out, you're going to take a little bit from that. And hopefully, as you say, Chen's able to implement it into the Prem now. And he's, how many assists has he got this season? Oh, it's double figures, I think, already, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, have you got another one for us, Matt? Another couple? Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot on uh, on transfers. Um, Havard says Havertz is perfect in the Bobby role. Um, of course, there's no player like Bobby, but he's extremely young and can learn. Um, we've got Ian Rush again with his moustache, ask saying we could we should bang in an offer for Martinelli from Arsenal. He's going to be special. <sighs> but a lot of people, to be honest, <laughs> saying about Havertz is they wouldn't pay the money for him. To be honest, oh, interesting. Okay. Well, to be that's probably the only sticking point. I- can you justify it and can can you keep everybody else happy in the squad? Because if you're paying 110 million pounds just for the for the the player, how much are you going to then pay paying for the salary and then for his age? And I think obviously linking back to the Ronaldo article, that was where that kind of situation broke down was because he was demanding a million pound uh, a year after tax. So we, we just couldn't do that. So I think it'd be similar to that. But that comment about Martinelli. I reckon he'll be snapped up by Madrid in the next 12 months and he, he's already a 40, 50 million pound player. I reckon he, you reckon Madrid, yeah? I, I reckon they'll have someone like him. He's, he has got, he it, is a baller. It, you know, it, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think, you know, me and um, me and David Maddock did a couple of shows this week, um, the newsroom show. Normally it's behind the website. Uh, so if you saw that on the Redmen TV YouTube and you watch the first part, the second part is outstanding, it, it, you know, uh, David just makes it. He's absolutely a superb guest and stuff. And but we were talking in one of them, and I forget which about the front three. Mm. Now you're at the point now with Liverpool where the front three is the best in the world. 
they're absolutely unbelievable at what they do, mm. but they're all of a similar age. Yeah. I think Liverpool will be planning for the future there, and it's not about getting one lad in when one lad goes. You've got to get a lad in now yeah. for when one of them or, goes. Or at least six months before they're yeah. going to go, because then it's that bedding inside, it's the system that you were saying before. Once they've got all that, there's no pressure on them then when it comes to right new season, here's your chance, he's out the door, it's up to you now. They have had it, hopefully, at least. And that's why I think the Minamino signing, obviously going back to transfers, has been a great bit of January business for us because it's a six-month free period where he's got a pass. Yeah. Where I think Cater could have probably done with that as well and benefited from that, and he probably hasn't in the same sense because of when he did come. But getting that little spell where you've got six months to just bed in, and obviously everything is rosy for us at the moment, I think next season we're probably really going to see the best. That's of them it. Can I mean, like you can learn in the classroom, can't you? Almost the system. Yeah. But you can't... You, you you don't have the understanding of the system until you're playing in the games. And Minamino can come in and do 20 minutes here and not as much pressure on him because he knows that the front three are the front three and yeah. stuff. And you know, and then he can just learn his trade and get used to the players that he's playing with, such that if we were to need him next season for uh, you know as a first teamer, he'd understand it and he'd have that level of understanding with the players around him. So I think that's got to be key if Liverpool are looking to the future, and they will be. Yeah. You're not just planning for next season. Liverpool are planning for the next three or four years and it will be on their minds that Salah, Mane and Firmino are all around 28 years old and they're all gonna hit, they're all in the peak now. But what happens when in two years when they're all thirty? And you've got to probably have two of them replaced, maybe. And we probably uh, we'll get a return on all three of them because we're going to make a profit on them all, or we could make a profit on them all. But we we'll be in that position as well soon. Is it time to cash in? And or sometimes you've kind of got to look at some football as a business. So there will be people above the clops and sitting there, and they'll be saying, right, well. We've got what we needed out of this individual, so it is time to sell them because you know the market price for them is still good and get them well, get that That's while it. we can. It's about sort of imagining a you know a, a graph on a, on a, whatever a graph, um, and it goes up and it goes down, and you want to sell them just as they come over the peak. Yeah, yeah. When absolutely. the values at their absolute highest, and you know you're going to get like a, a classic Torres thing. You know, he was never going to get any more money for him. He was already getting past that. Obviously. We, at the time, we probably thought he's going to go and kick on at Chelsea because Chelsea had a great team, but he was never able to do that. But as a player, as you're saying there, he was just on that cusp of coming down again. But we still raked in fifty mil for him. Exactly, and that's what Liverpool have got to have got to maybe start to look at in the next couple of years. Nothing this summer, I don't feel like, but the next, certainly the next couple of years. Uh, let's go one more, mate. Johnny Walker solved the Cortinio problem. Oh, I know. Great tactical insight. Bring him back to Liverpool. Put him in the canteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that, Johnny. To be honest with you, so I like Brazilian food though. That Ben Brazil's alright if you can come with some Brazilian stuff. <laughs> ben Brazil, just fucking steak. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just steak. Yeah. And they fill you up with going to the buffet first. Like go to the buffet now. And, I, I, I and I'm like, no, 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 no. Bring the meat. Yeah, first. I'm gonna eat the meat. And then I'll go to the buffet. The first time I went there, right, I went on a fa- like a family thing, and. Um, I've never been to been to one of them all you can eat steak places before. Anyway, I had the meat sweat bad. <laughs> Terrible, like to the point where I had to leave the table for twenty minutes and I just went and sat in the bog, sweating, right? I mean I come back and my wife goes, Are you alright? I'm going, No. And she went, Where have you been? I went, I've just been sat there. 
I just, I was pissing. I was like, I was dying. I was like, I've eaten too much and I can't no. talk to anybody. I literally just went and sat on the toilet I've for been a couple of times and I did it wrong the first time. I filled up on all the Buffy stuff and then you just keep bringing out all the foods and that. But the second time round that I went and I nailed it. I knew exactly the tack that I needed to do to, to get me money's worth. So yeah, Phil, if you're going to bring any, any Brazilian scans back to Liverpool, you're more than welcome. But I don't think there'll be much time for you on the pitch, unfortunately. Um, I don't think so. Well, there you go. That has been the Daily News Show. Thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget to check out that Ball Street uh, stream tomorrow evening, 7.30, youtube.com forward slash Ball Street in association with Snickers. Um, link is in the description. Link will be the pinned comments. Can't wait to get over there. Me and Paul are going to have a laugh. Come and join us. Uh, Errol, thank you very much. Was this oh, a Daily News debut for you? I think it was, yeah. Excellent. Man. I enjoyed that. Nice Thanks very much for watching and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.